over. Yeah, no stress. Good, mate. Right, let's try again. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for having me on. I can't remember what I said now. Um, put me on the spot. Um, James and I go way back. Uh, he actually, uh, at one point, we were having a connection with uh, the meal prep company I used to have um, in his gym on the south coast. So that's how we know each other. That was, what, four years ago-ish. Um, so somewhat um, experienced to talk about this kind of um, topic. As you'll see on the first slide, um, I'm trying to bridge the gap between taste and calories. I've been working in the industry for about 17 years, also been an online coach um, through performance, all that kind of stuff. So like I say, it's coming at it from a different perspective than just a chef who's worked in a restaurant. Um, so I want you to have as many takeaways as humanly possible. I have got a little PDF that will come with some recipes in it that I will send to James afterwards. Um, any questions on the way through, just, just let me know um, and be as interactive as you see fit, really. Um, the more, the better. That way we can really get into the, the problems. Takeaways, yes, please. Oh, um, you Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so I'll just kick this off a uh, little presentation to start with. Um, if I'm going too quickly, if I'm talking crap, just let me know. Um, happily to be told that I'm talking rubbish. Uh, let me just do that. Can everybody see my screen? Everyone hear me okay? James, if you can let me know. Yeah, all good. Cool. So like I say, um, trying to bridge the gap between taste and calories, and just to let you know that along this journey that you are on, most of us will be on it for some point in time for some kind of fat loss, weight loss. Um, others might be on maintenance, um, but the, the, the ultimate goal is to make sure that things taste nice, taste, taste good, um, and to make sure that you keep coming back and don't have these like weekend blowouts, right? So what I wanna do is get into a bit of a problem first, and then hopefully help you overcome it on the way through. So I don't know if James has told you any uh, of these random stats. Um, you've probably heard something very, very similar, but 90% of all diets fail due to lack of preparation. Um, I made that one up myself. Um, but as you can imagine that if you didn't have James in your corner, you might not necessarily make it through the week as smoothly as you do now even though you do have him, it might still be a bit of a challenge every now and then, right? Things happen, things come up. Uh, somebody at work might be a, a certain way with you. And then you start to sort of like build these things up in your head. And all of a sudden that lack of preparation just leads you to, uh, I'm going to use the, the takeaway drawer that everybody probably has in their house or, or, or stack of takeaway leaflets, pamphlets, um they start to get thrown about when when things happen right you start to justify your actions almost so the problem as i see it in this uh industry isn't through a lack of recipe books uh, we we have them i've got a stack of them behind me uh i don't even re remember the last time i actually uh opened it up to try and participate in a recipe um, the last time I did was a Jamie Oliver 30 minute meal. I completely trashed the entire kitchen. Um, it wasn't done in sub 30 minutes. Um, and I think that is part of the problem as well is sometimes that to, to navigate your way around these recipes that professional chefs are putting out there, you have to pre be a pretty good chef yourself. Um, so that's sort of like problem number one. Obviously, what to eat 
is the first one. And then the flavor that comes along with that, right? A lot of us think, well, one of your questions was how to not, um, how to make sure food tastes good um, and not boring. So we will get into that on the way through this presentation as well. Um, even myself, like I say, I've been in and out of the industry, uh, sort of working in and out of restaurants and chefing and meal prep companies and that kind of stuff. I still don't know my full way around the flavor table. It's sort of comes with a bit of practice as well sometimes. Um, second up is skill. Like I mentioned just a moment ago, this has a crossover of time and effort as well. Uh, sometimes it takes this monumental effort to want to be able to cook something and or, you know, especially from uh, like meal prep wise, is it does take a lot of time. There's no magic wand I can wave that's going to enable you to just click your fingers and get meal prep. Um, not even a plug, but you could buy from a meal prep company, not that I own mine anymore. Um, that is one way around it, right? But skill is one of the one one of the main things that's, that potentially is going to hold you back. And lastly, goals. Um, like I said a moment ago, most of us at some point in time, whether that's just before the summer or uh, you're on a bit of a longer journey than others, weight loss is going to be sort of a bit of a key and coming out of eating kind of what you want or things that you think taste uh, nice. Um, everybody has their own palate, but um, ultimately everything needs to sort of conform towards that while still being enjoyable, right? Now, the cause of all these things um, is, I mean, how long have we got? We could, we could be here all night and talk about causes of why we do and don't do things, um, why things are so complicated. Um, but the reason why I picked this graphic is because even myself, if I'm cooking food for you guys tonight, I would be looking at this way across the table at you. I want the food to taste amazing, right? I, want, I don't care about how it tastes myself. And sometimes from a chefing perspective, that's actually a bit of a negative because as I will get into later on, in a restaurant and as a chef, we want things to taste amazing just the once. We don't really, um, sorry, hang on, I'm just, can you try and mute? There's a bit of a, a bit of feedback coming through, James, if you can. I just had, Theo's just, come on, mate, he's just gone. Oh, cool, good. fine. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's one thing. Um, chefing restaurant ability we want things to taste amazing once that's possibly a cause you know the, the thought of tasty food and being a bit naughty and going out for dinner all that kind of stuff the path of least resistance that that takeaway drawer as well things can happen in the day we build up moments and, and justification for our actions um, and and ultimately you just think sometimes it's, it's a fuck it moment right pardon the french um no vision can also come into it where you find yourself eating boring and tasteless food because you just don't know how. Like I said a minute ago, flavor does take a while to get into. Um, and then you have these weekend blowouts, right? Where you've been a bit too constricted. Um, the example I'm gonna use right now is every PT's classic of chicken, rice and veg. And I think when most people think of diets, that the, the standard one that comes up is chicken, rice and veg. I'm sure James has been there, done that, got the t-shirt a couple of times, myself included. Um, with that lack of knowledge and it's it's uh, you know we're relative pros in our industry and we still we fall to the wayside with certain things because we think it might get there get us the result quicker when ultimately 
when you've been uh, resistant to sort of eating good food, you'll end up having a blowout at some point. We also have peer pressure and events. This is another cause of why we wouldn't stay on track and we just want taste and we don't really care and all sort of bit of gluttony, especially with the C word Christmas around the corner. Um, it's going to start happening more often. And I'm not suggesting at all that anybody takes Tupperware to a staff do. Um, uh, you can if you want, but it probably wouldn't go down that well. Um, but people are going to be a bit sort of, um, they're going to act like saboteurs. They don't want you to do better than they are, right? So when somebody comes in and does something different, unless you're willing to deal with it from a mindset perspective, that can be difficult to negate, should we say. For example, you know, why aren't you having a starter? Why aren't you having the full three courses? Why aren't you having the dessert? Um, I'm not saying you'll be like myself. I, well, I used to go and see the boys on a Friday night or in the summer for a barbecue. And I'd take my own food because I didn't want any of the shit that they were offering me. And I just made sure that it was the goal that I wanted was eventually what I got out of it. But it was because of my input and my effort to make sure I wasn't strayed by that kind of thing. Um, so my first piece of interaction, um, and I will pop the chat box up so I can read that in a moment. But what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of tasty food? It can be anything at all. Everybody will have their own um, their own ones. Papa John's, okay. Fatty, yeah. Jono, what is it about Papa John's uh, specifically? Or is it is just Papa John's life? <laughs> uh, curry pizza, crisps, chocolate, venison. Venison, that's a... That is a curveball one, that one. Meat, okay. Just give it another 30 seconds and then I'll move on. I have got a point by this, by the way. This isn't just random. Um, okay, cool. Shepherd's pie, I just, just caught that one there. Interesting. It's so Moorish, I haven't eaten it so many times. I haven't known Papa John. <laughs> And that is now why you're working with James. No. Um, so tasty food, as, as, as you saw in the chat box there, it's, it's all very much personal choice, right? But I've kind of narrowed it down to a few things. Um, and for me, this might be the chef in me talking, but how it looks is the first thing that I think of when I think of tasty food, right? Your eye, you eat with your eyes first. And we'll delve a bit further into that in a moment. Another reason why I changed the graphic to a sweet market stall is because how it looks is going to draw you in, in some respects. Smell is second for me. Um, that is the second sense. Texture and then taste. So it's funny how a few of you actually put the taste as the last thing, right? But I want to try and just approach it in a slightly different way to help you to stay on track sometimes, right? It was one thing that I used to take pride of uh, when I was plating up the meals. I had plating up the meals in a, in a plastic container. I wanted to make sure that when I had the meal prep company, all the food looked amazing. Because if you, like I say, you eat with your eyes first, therefore, if that captures you and you, and you fancy that food, then you're less likely to stray, right? If you're like, ah, oh, I don't really fancy that. Well, that doesn't look that great. Then you're more likely to take away draw comes out or whatever, or, or go off plan. 
So the most important sense is when you eat. As I said, sight is numero uno. It is number one. Um, how many times, I'm sure you could put some funny answers in the chat box. Uh, how many times have you gone to the supermarket and bought something that you didn't even need or want um, by just walking around? Or not even got the thing that you went in for in the first place because all the other things distracted you and then you ended up buying those. You didn't buy them because they may or may not have been on the list. You probably bought them because you saw them. And it's the site that's such a powerful thing with that. That's why we have uh, supermarket market marketeers or whatever the word is that, you, uh, that actually are, are paid to design the end of, uh, of aisle items, right? The items that are there in the snake in the supermarket that just capture you. And they've got those red little tickets and they're on sale and you just put them in the basket at the very last minute. It's not because you really wanted it. The, it was your, your, eyes are the, your eyes are the problem. If you could just walk around the supermarket covering your eyes, you'd be a bit better off. Smell is 100% second. Uh, the reason why uh, they have bakeries and delis at the back of supermarkets is to entice you through the store. Um, so you then walk past all the other offers and all the other food in the store. And if you can imagine yourself uh, in a few weeks time in a Christmas market, smells are going to entice you into fancying that particular food, right? If we can think about a, a high street and you think about Greg's, uh, it's not the best example, but we'll just use Greg's. The pastry coming out, um, you then smell it, you then fancy something pastry. It's not actually necessarily the thought alone other things can come into play. Last but by no means least, taste. It is the last sense. Uh, like I say, if it doesn't taste that great, then you're less likely to go back for seconds. Um, hence why the things that you guys mentioned are all up there on your taste, because that's the last, ex ex it's the last sense that you experienced, right? And that's the thing that you really hold on to when you then fancy food. Um, so I want to get into that see it, want it experience. And this is purely from sort of like a chefing and a restaurant perspective. If uh, I use an example, I'll use my grandparents as an example. So when we used to go for theirs uh, for Christmas, they would have four different meats, 17 different veg, gravy everywhere. The plate is completely piled up and you have that thought. And I'm sure all of you have experienced this at some point in your life. Like, where do I even start? Where do I even begin? Buffets and banquets are the same. You, you just, it's a bit overwhelming and you're like, where do I start? You combine that or, or compare that, should I say, with an a la carte restaurant as the picture you see in front of you. And it start, starts to become a bit more it's sort of um, uh, uh, intriguing is the word I was trying to find. You wanna kind of pick it apart and start going into the layers. So one thing that I would recommend always when, when cooking and plating up food, basically the moment before you put it on the table and eat it, is start to work with your presentation. Because if it looks like shit, you might not fancy it, and you kind of need all the senses to be working together to then ultimately enjoy it, right? That's why a la carte fine dine restaurants have a certain style of presentation. OK, it's not actually because they just want all your money for not a lot of ingredients. There is a, a sort of a, a bit more of a science behind it. Um, 
this happened a lot for everybody in um, in lockdowns. Um, it will probably happen on a evening and a weekly basis where you'll walk into your kitchen, you'll open the cupboard, you'll see that the, everyone has a snack drawer or a naughty cupboard, you'll open it, you'll see the thing that you want, and that's when you then fancy that food. Whether that be boredom, uh, tiredness, whatever it might be, once you've seen the item, you then start to want the food. It's not really anything else before. And like I said, that the supermarket experience, like I'm a bit, a bit of a kid in a sweet shop at supermarket. Sometimes I get so easily distracted by everything. I'm like, oh, let's have that. Oh, let's have that. Oh, let's have that. You end up spending 50 pounds and you only went in for face wipes or something stupid, right? You didn't even go in for a food ingredient. Um, so that being said, sort of like the gourmet side of food, if your next meal is going to be gourmet, or if we were going out for dinner on Friday night, um, and this isn't a secret shopper question, by the way, James hasn't got me in tonight to find out how you would answer this question. Answer as honestly as you can. What would you do if we were all going out for dinner on Friday night? Like, what is your process beforehand? Krispy Kreme as you walk in, I'm just catching up on the chat. <laughs> the thing with the orange Smarties at the till is that they actually stare at you. They probably have eyes, follow you around like they say that Mona Lisa does. <laughs> Fast all day. Okay, Jono. Yeah, good. Um, lower calories during the week in prep for Friday. Yeah, depending on where it is, I might check out the menu beforehand. Yeah. Good. They are the right answers as well, by the way. That is what James is looking for. <laughs> as well as what I'm looking for. That's great. Um, cool. All relatively the same. And there is a point behind this. One more in the chat. Orderly, whatever. That's not the right answer. <laughs> now, the reason why the others are is because, sorry, if you are, if we are going out for dinner and the next meal is going to be incredible, I'm hopefully going to give you some tips and tricks throughout this. Um, it's not just going to happen overnight, but eventually at some point in your cooking, your meals will start to become gourmet and you're less likely to snack through the day. You've even mentioned it yourself. You're, you're less likely to pick at things through the day. So if your evening meal, if we could turn every single evening meal into a gourmet meal, but bridge that gap between taste and calories, and it's actually enjoyable and we're going to look forward to it, you're more likely to abstain from snacking through the day, right? It's a key thing. So you're not going to waste your calories. I, I had a conversation with somebody once and he was trying to lose weight and his, uh, we ended up getting to the crux of the situation where he was eating an entire share bar of Aero on the way home from uh, work because his wife cooked like shit. That's the reason why he said to me, he was like, oh, I don't, I don't even like her cooking. So I, I just eat an arrow on the way home. So I'm, I'm a bit full or it's not enough food. So therefore I'm eating the arrow instead. So they're the sort of things that can start to happen if you're like, ah, oh, really don't fancy that tonight. Or if, for example, that dinner place that we were going out to on Friday night, if it was your worst nightmare of a restaurant, you might go, you know what? I'm just going to fill myself up beforehand and then I'm not going to want to eat. But then the peer pressure moment comes in again. And then you end up ordering a starter main course and a dessert anyway, and then wonder why the scales have gone up on Monday, right? So that's just 
maybe one thing you can take from this, um, try and make sure that your presentation and the meals are as good as they possibly can be and you can then look forward to them. So I wanna get into a bit of restaurant versus meal prep, a bit of a fight between the two. I think we always think that restaurants are going to have our best interests at heart. Even the cleaner, healthier brunch places, um, and I will give a quite a shocking example in a moment about that, how potentially wrong that could be, but we think restaurants are going to be quicker. We think they're going, well, we know they're going to be a bit more expensive than meal prepping yourself. Um, we think it's going to be enjoyable, blah, 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 right? Meal prep, it might be the opposite in time-wise. You might think that actually if you meal prep, it's going to take you ages, um, but it's at least going to be cleaner and lower calorie. Um, so you have this battle in your head all the time. But ultimately, unless you cook the food yourself, you don't really know what's going in the food. Um, when I had my meal prep company, and apologies for me constantly saying that it's like one time at band camp, that's how I sound, that's how I think I sound uh, from the American Pie days. Um, it will be something that I draw to all the time because we used to have our food sent off and tested at, at laboratories, right? Um, and I got distracted. I just was distracted myself by American Pie, and I've completely lost my train of thought. Um, um, weighing your food okay so that's where i was going weighing your food and knowing that when you cook it yourself that's the only way, sure fine way to know what's in that food right single ingredients that kind of stuff you know what you're putting in it so like i say when i had the milk company there is actually a discrepancy on all labels within an allowance all right there's a certain percentage they can have under or over as long as the average hits that's okay so even even though you're putting into my fitness panel, whatever tracking app you use, there still may be slight discrepancies. That doesn't include a chef putting as much oil as he wants on a, sal a side salad because he thinks that that's going to taste nice and look shiny for you uh, to eat, right? So it's just about being a little bit more mindful when we do go out to eat, not trying to scare anybody into never going out for dinner ever again, right? So this is a, a literally a classic example. So I'm helping out in a restaurant locally. Um, I won't name the name just in case, <laughs> um, in case some of you are closer by. Um, the head chef asked me to make scrambled eggs. So I, I crack three eggs into the pan. Normally, if I was cooking at home, I'd take a yolk out and probably add another white. Um, started mixing it around in the pan like you normally would scrambled eggs. And then he said, well, can you add some cream, please? Like, what? Okay. Then a tablespoon of butter. I was like, okay, fine. So I kept mixing it around. And then he was like, right, okay, I don't need that yet. So leave it to the side, left it to the side. And he then came along at the end and put more cream in it to mix it round to make sure that it was ready for service. Now, you can probably taste this if you have ever had scrambled eggs um, in a nicer brunch place or whatever like that. But... The ultimate goal there is to make that food taste amazing once, right? We want you, we, the royal we, chefs, want you to have an amazing experience once. We don't think you're going to come back every day. We don't think you're going to come back breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We want you to leave a great review, tell your friends so that the restaurant makes more money. So as you can see in my left-hand column example, eggs, butter, cream, 
Scrambled eggs, you'd probably have it with some sourdough bread. It's coming in at around 200 calories. You would be absolutely shocked if you cut a even a finger slice of bread and then weigh it on some scales and then put it in my fitness pal. That's why people say to avoid bread because the calories can add up very, very quickly. Have a coffee. Yes, some of you might have black coffees. So the discrepancy might be a little bit less, but still that total column is coming in at over a thousand calories for something as simple as scrambled eggs on toast with a coffee. You flip that into cooking it yourself. You've removed that yolk. Like I said, you've added another um, white. So you've got more protein. You've still had the bread. You still had the coffee. But you, if you just stop there, you'd be roughly half the calories of eating out. But the, the caveat to this is you can now suddenly add tomatoes, mushrooms, spinach, and the dreaded avocado, the high, dreaded high calorie avocado. Um, and you're still 200 calories short of going out for brunch. And that just gives you an idea of how much more you can do for yourself in terms of performance, energy, recovery, sleep, the lot by having a multicolored plate, right? So one thing we'll get into in a moment is like vegetable increase. Um, so as you can see, the two verses, one is going to fill you up massively and the other isn't, but the other is 200 calories more than you were cooking at home. So again, just pardon the pun, but a bit of food for thought on, on that. My tip for eating out is to try and eat where you can single ingredient foods and or if you want sources with it to order them on the side so you can kind of control what you want on them, right? Something like hollandaise sauce, for example, is basically just um, uh, butter and egg yolks. That's, all how, that's how it's made. Pasta is made with egg yolks and flour. That's, that's it, right? The fattiest parts of, of, the, of the egg. Um, so going to get into some tips and tricks now. Um, like I say, if you've got any, anything yourself, pop, put it in the chat box. If you think I'm talking rubbish, tell me also, um, apologies to anybody that speaks French. I'm going to butcher this, but mise en place is also known as meal prep. It is very beneficial to do when you are trying to get to a goal. If we can plan everything out for us, even if you were to plan, um, what you're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I think that's why sometimes, you know, in the, the PTing, James will probably nod his head in a moment. <laughs> um, a lot of people reach out and say, can I have a diet plan? Because they think that's what's going to work. But actually, it's the accountability to stick to that, right? The diet plan works if you stick to it and you actually eat what you said you were going to eat, right? And not just eat like a twat. Um, pardon my French. That French I can I can do, not me some place. <laughs> so... Yeah, the more prepared you can be, um, the better. So my first, my first tip, first top tip is seasoning. Um, I will get to why Jesus is on the screen in a moment. Um, but if you could take one thing from this, um, this would be it. I'm going to bring the example I mentioned a moment ago uh, in, the, in the form of chicken, rice and veg. Something so simple, right? Just imagine that dish not seasoned at all, at all. We're now going to go into the supermarket. We're going to go to the seasoning aisle. We're going to grab a few seasonings. We're going to grab seven in total from the ingredients above the single ingredient foods. I'm talking the chicken fajita mix. I'm talking lime and chipotle, barbecue, jerk, 
curry, five spice, Asian, that there's the seven, right? We're gonna, we're gonna sprinkle that on top of our chicken, rice and veg every day we wanna eat it. You've got the same ingredients, you've changed the flavor seven times, you've in your head because of flavor, you've eaten seven different meals across the week. It's the same ingredients. So the simplest way to get yourself to think that you're eating different food is by flavoring it differently. Yeah, so Monday, you can actually work yourself around the world. Monday, we've gone into the, the Caribbean for some jerk. Um, we've gone into the deep south into America for barbecue. We've come across into Asia with the five spice. Um, we've gone India with the curry and we've gone, I don't know, tomato and basil, for example, or an Italian one uh, into Europe. That's I'll just stop at five. But you can kind of get the idea. Unless you're eating the entire container, which I would not advise after this YouTube search, the cinnamon challenge, you'll understand why you don't want to be eating that much seasoning. Um, it's negligible calories, like 10 to 20 max. The chat box has popped off. Just going to pop in. Um, okay. You got anything in there? Cool. Um, I often find that seasoning, there's normally sugar. There can be in some, like chicken fajita, for example, is a classic example of this to have uh, like sugar in, inside it. But like I say, the amount that you put on is going to be negligible compared to the other thing I saw in the chat then was like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is going to be, what is it? 560 calories per 100 grams. You're not going to put 100 grams of chicken pizza seasoning on your chicken because you just won't, right? Um, it will taste like, it, it would just taste like seasoning. You might as well go and throw the chicken around in some soil and try and eat that. Um, that's kind of the texture and the flavor you're gonna end up getting. Um, and the reason why Jesus is on the screen, just to quickly finish this piece off, um, is that salt gets a bad rep as well. Um, back in the day, salt is used as a preservative. If you buy any, um, pre-prepared meal 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 prep meals in the supermarket soups things like that it's going to have a sodium content because they're trying to preserve the life of it that's ultimately the reason why they do it um but you'll be surprised how quickly or sorry how far salt and pepper can go in just even in eggs cut a boiled egg in half salt and pepper it completely changes the dynamic of that um ingredient right so don't be afraid to put salt and pepper on. Um, <clears throat> next one up. It started out as plant-based. I changed it to veg-based. Um, it's not a poorly presented slide. I meant to make it look like that. Don't tell me it looks rubbish. Um, <laughs> worked really hard on this. Um, the reason why I wrote plant-based first, um, possibly um, to, to spark some fireworks up. I don't mean everyone to become a vegan, everyone to be a veggie. It's your own decision, just like something else that's floating around about at the moment, beginning with a V. It's your own choice. Nobody else should take, teach you otherwise. Um, but the reason why plant-based is here is because I think it's a fundamental that everybody can benefit from. Yes, we need our protein in some to some degree, but everybody needs more colorful palettes. Everybody needs more colorful dishes. So another thing you can take from tonight is make sure that your food doesn't just look one color. It needs to have some difference in it. 
right? Even if you've covered it in sauce, it needs to have some different ingredients in there rather than just, I mean, even that example I gave earlier of chicken, rice and veg, that example is generally chicken, broccoli and veg. That is, <laughs> that is the PT's go-to. Um, but we need some more in there, right? So I like to use a little rule of just always add two veg to any meal you're doing, even if you're cooking one from a recipe book. If you've got one off the internet, I don't care where it's come from, if it's come from me, add two side veg to everything. Unless you're eating avocado, like it's going out of fashion, or deep fried potatoes or sweet potato, um, they're, they're going to have a slightly higher calorie limit than things like cucumber, peppers, tomatoes, baby corn, carrots, fine beans, things like that. So calorie per gram, you're going to be really well off by adding two veg to every meal. Um, the other thing with veg is that they don't take very long to cook at all. It, green, most green veg, green beans, um, mange to sugar snaps, uh, broccoli, things like that, four minutes max on the steamer setting in, if you have a pan with, with holes in it or even in boiling water, literally four minutes is all it takes. This is coming from my meal prep mindset of I want to, I might want to reheat that meal later down the line. Therefore, I need to kind of undercook it, if not al dente it, because I'm thinking about the next meal, not just what it is right now. I'll bring my grandparents up again. They always used to cook broccoli so that you touched it and it broke apart, right? And you had all the florets of broccoli floating around in the water. You've probably taken it too far. And then when you reheat that food again, like I said, almost at the beginning, it's going to look like shit. And you're going to go, you know what? Let's just put that in the bin. Let's pull that takeaway drawer out, right? So just something to think about. Little rules that you can add in for yourself. Like another one for me, like with just something as simple as water, I make sure that's a liter. I drink three of them a day. And that's my rule. James is getting his out now, <laughs> the water. Um, same thing for veg, right? Every single meal, always add two. Um, actually, one little more, uh, one more, uh, little point, sorry, more on veg is that you can buy pre-diced frozen options from supermarkets. And I wish I knew this when I had the meal prep company. I wouldn't have spent two hours chopping peppers. I'd have just gone to Aldi or Lidl and Sainsbury's Revenue Shop and bought frozen ones, right? They're so easy um, to just defrost and add into it a meal you'll see later with one of my recipes uh, what i mean with that dates is the next thing up um really really important bit of a taboo subject um we cannot be held responsible for any food poisoning uh, just a little disclaimer in the middle of this video <laughs> um but the two dates i want to mention are best before and used by you've seen them on loads of stuff um probably been worried a few times of oh when's this out of date what's the date today blah 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 um, best before is as it says, it's best before that date. Low protein products, mostly vegetables, things like that, they are best before the date they say on them. If you go to a farm shop or you go to any supermarket and you pick up the veg yourself, not in a pre-packed bag, it won't have a date on it, right? You'll just guess with your eye. If there's mold or there's a family growing out of it, probably best to throw it away. Um, but you'll be surprised how long that lasts for. Used by is a lot stricter. This is found on like higher protein products, things like that. That generally speaking, once they're done, they're done. Yeah. If you find mold, something I learned the other day, if you find mold on chicken or any meat, 
it's so far past it's used by day that you should don't you wouldn't even go near it right hazmat suits kind of thing because the bacteria in that kind of thing builds up in a different way it's not just mold being the visible thing to, to cause sort of the the sign that it's bad right the reason why i bought this up for dates is that the date resets once you cook it so you'll get another three to five days life out of it so you could make a shopping trip really cheap by going in buying yellow red orange labeled products whatever they are that go off today cooking them all up or putting them in the freezer straight away um, so if you cook them you'll get three to five days life and again meal prep company days we sent food off to test it came back and most of the things were three to five days so as a general rule i always if i cook anything five days later um, if it's any longer than that i probably just throw it away that is discretional I have had people when I had the meal prep company and myself, I've eaten things seven days later. Yes, not advisable. If you've got weak guts, IBS, that kind of stuff, probably not advisable, but you'll easily get five days, right? So that's just something to note. Next one up is time-saving. Now, this, this tip is probably the, is my, is my favorite tip. It's the tip I use all the time. And this is coming from somebody who, like I say, owned a meal prep company. And I used to do all the prep from, I used to start Thursday night and end on Sunday morning. We were doing five to 600 meals a week. I'd have all my food prepared for me. They were in the fridge. Um, so that's kind of like how I, I was living. Uh, don't own that anymore. So this is the rule I use. I always cook more, right? Now, I know that sounds really stupid to say, but if we were to take three days of the week, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today we're Monday. So tonight, you might have already done it, but tomorrow you can start. Just cook two or three, four times the amount of food. I don't know what your living situations are. That might uh, um, not enable you to cook as much, but still you can cook double maybe. Cook more food on Monday, cook more food on Tuesday, and cook more food on Wednesday. Once you've done that, you then don't have to cook Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You have lunch, you have dinner, you have different options. If you don't season it beforehand, you can use my round the world in seven flavors or whatever it is. Um, season the food before you reheat it and you've suddenly got different flavored food throughout the entire week, but you've only cooked three times, right? So there's ways that you can interchange food and meals and things like that, right? 14 in the chat box, I'm gonna pop back in um five days with all meat it will vary some will be a bit um more dangerous than others fish will be three days i would say as a general rule um but yeah five days for all meat um uh i heard that some fish has bacteria resistant to cooking i don't know um 100 the ins and outs of that um i'm not a, J a japanese puffer fish cover <laughs> um that's the only one that i would know that you wouldn't want to go near but most of it will be okay um and generally with reheating things just do it once normally do that with spag bowl one day chili con carne the next ideal the thing with um spag bowl and chili con carne by the way is if you cook more mints and then you freeze it you can just get it out defrost it and if you put it in like tupperware containers you can just portion it up so you can weigh all your food out in my fitness pal 
put it into the Tupperware box, put it into the freezer, um, and then you've got each portion for each day, so you haven't got to defrost loads of it. Um, don't normally touch fish if it's past one day. That's it's again, it's personal preference. Like I say, we had uh, sea bass, salmon risotto on the menu. Uh, we had black cod, things like that, and it was yeah, it was uh, five days. Top tip for cooking everything up and seasoned whilst cooking. Is that a question? I'll come on, mate. Yeah, so rather than, you know, you said you, you seasoned it after you've cooked. I've, yeah. I've never seasoned after cooking, to be honest. I normally season it like when it's in the pan. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you do it? So say you were cooking up for, um, say like five days worth and you wanted everything yeah. seasoned separately. Yeah. Is there, a way, is there a way of doing that all at once? Um, well, you'd cook all your food first and then you would just sprinkle it over the top before you and really then Yeah, I've, I've never tried it dry season yeah. afterwards. I'll just assume you cook it. It's not going to have as an intense a flavour. Let's not right. be under any illusion with that. Like you'll get more flavour whilst cooking it, right? Which is why things like the example Rob gave, like spag bowl, chili con carne, they will actually get better with age. Like beef does that weirdly because it kind of infuses into the meat. It's not going to be as intense as that, but you're still going to get a different flavour. Like ultimately it's almost, it's just a calorie saving way of putting mustard or ketchup on top basically oh yeah cheers mate cool um so yeah top tip for time saving is is cook more um like i said pre pre pre-cut veg from supermarkets little bagged veg as well they go in the microwave 30 seconds um maximum minute and they're they're warm through most veg you can eat raw anyway um you can buy less than two pound meal prep meals from supermarkets if you then use my rule of adding two veg, you've got quite a large voluminous meal uh, for not a lot of money and not a lot of calories. Um, and they taste okay. They're not, they're not amazing, but whatever. Um, you can batch cook and freeze parts. Like I say, some things will freeze better than others. I would avoid freezing rice and pasta, bit of a gray area, just don't go near it. Um, and I think one of your answers, one of your questions um that i wrote down pre previously was like what is your best tip on, on like a long journey what i would do is i just do the same thing that i'd normally do getting things out the fridge like on a normal day but you just get a cool bag a couple of ice packs and just load your bag up with that um generally speaking when i used to do my own deliveries in the milk prep company it would last easily 12 hours in the car um with uh, the cool pack still being frozen so you'd, you'd get a real long life out of um out of putting your food in a, in a cool bag you could do things like yogurts even the chili con carne if you really wanted to um so moving into a bit of kitchen skill before we get into some playing around with some recipe ideas kitchen skills unfortunately like i said at the beginning i can't wave a magic wand to make you incredible gordon ramsay chefs like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. And when I first started, I was wondering in amazement how people could chop so quickly and then look up whilst they were chopping. And it was just my ability to be able to do that um, meant that I just chopped and cooked everything. I didn't use a food processor. I didn't use anything. I just used my knife skills. That in turn helped me to become not only a better chef, but um, I could prep quicker. I could cook quicker. I could make food taste um, 
different by using different textures within food, right? So if you chop, the example here is a courgette. Um, if you chop a courgette up really finely diced, the texture and the flavor will change other than having huge giant chunks in your rice, for example, right? Um, and I'll, I'll pull that example back in a moment, but that can change the dynamic of food. Um, so just practice knife skills, just use the knife wherever you can, a good knife helps. Um, I'll get to the tools of the job in a moment. Um, and the other thing to look out for, as I should have mentioned with the veg, is if we're reheating food with lots of vegetables in it, there is going to be a water element that comes out that is just something that happens. Generally, when you season food, put salt in it, it is, extracts the moisture. Um, maybe try, if you drop your phone down the toilet, put your phone in a load of salt, not rice. <laughs> that might actually help because it, it absorbs moisture. Um, I haven't done that or tested that. That's just an idea. It's just, it's just a thought. <laughs> um, so three tools for the job. I think this is actually four now. Um, this is included in the PDF. I'm going to give James for afterwards. Number one is the most important one, apart from the scales, which you'll probably all have, is a uh, thermometer, temperature probe for food. You'll never overcook meat or vegan or veggie alternatives ever again. Um, honestly, it saves my life all the time. Just probe the middle of the food or the chicken, whatever it is. If, if it's says 75 degrees is the number, by the way, you're looking for 75 degrees and all meat is cooked. If it says 65 or 70, you just stick the timer on for a bit longer, come back 72, uh, 75, should I say, and it's done. Um, chicken and all that kind of meat gets a bit overcooked and, and shitty when you've left it for so long, it just dries out. So that's number one. Number two is a good knife and a good knife sharpener. That's number two. Um, it sounds counterintuitive, but the sharper the knife, the less likely you are to cut your fingers off because it's not going to jump off the food. It's just going to smooth through it. If your knife can't pass through a tomato without much pressure, you need to sharpen your knife or get a new one. Um, so that's number two. Number three is when you have a chopping board, always, always, always use a cloth underneath it, whether that's a wet, slightly wet uh, tissue or a tea towel it will stop your board from sliding across the kitchen work surface, trying to chase your food around, right? And number four, because we spend too much time on our phones anyway, is a timer. Um, just get a manual timer. You can get a couple of them cheaply from Amazon. You can then leave them or even label them like oven, pot one, pot two, whatever. Um, one thing that I used to struggle with when I first started out in, in chefing and cooking was trying to get things to come together at the same time. So making sure things are warm all, all at the same time and time has really, really helped that. So that's number four, a little bonus one. Like I say, you've got them all in that PDF. Next up is bases. Um, I wanna talk bases of food. Again, like my around the world in seven flavors um, with the chicken, rice and veg example, if we can get ourselves two or three bases that are packed full of veg, um, that are pretty tasty, you can then start to change the protein elements to them and make sure make the food taste different, like I say, over a period of days without having to do all this excess cooking, right? Even myself, sometimes I can't be asked to cook, especially wash up. I don't want to do it. So having little tricks and tips uh, in your locker in your fridge available with this just means that your food can be diverse 
and it doesn't feel like you're eating the same thing day in, day out, meal in, meal out. First base up that I'm going to give you guys in the PDF is the Mediterranean chicken. This is the, one of the meal prep meals I had, <clears throat> one of the most popular. I used to order about six of them a week for me over uh, seven days. I had them for breakfast. It was amazing. So the base here is couscous, courgette, red onion, tomato, to, uh, peppers. Um, you basically put it in one tray, put it in the oven, 30, 40 minutes later, you add the couscous, cover it with a uh, with foil, it steams itself, and then it's done. Um, like I say, I've given you this recipe in that PDF, so you haven't got to worry about frantically writing it down or anything. Um, you have this one, um, but this is a really good go-to. The other one that I'm loving at the moment is bubble and squeak. Um, this is just an excuse to have roasted vegetables time and time again, um, but a load of roasted vegetables um, cooked down. I know we've missed Sunday, but this Sunday, if you're having a roast dinner, like I say, that rule that I mentioned a moment ago, always cook more food. And then you're going to have little breakfast options that you can add a fried egg to, a poached egg to, um, whatever it is your go-to protein source. You can all add it to this. Um, and it's just a nice little addition in an omelet or even just in a pan. Um, it doesn't need any oil, little salt and pepper, boom, done. Um, bubble and sweet is one of my favorite meals anyway. So um, that's like another little trick. If you can get a few little bases that you can have in the fridge, you can just pull out, add your protein source, you've got dinner. And then you can start to intertwine them effectively. Um, one dish is plenty. This is going back. This is going on my, I hate washing up. Um, so I've put a few things together for this. You've got three options in the PDF that I've given you. One of which is a fish option. One is chicken. And the other one is uh, veggie with an egg. But you can, like I said, you can intertwine. If there are any vegans in the mix, um, you can just change out for fake chicken or whatever you want. It's not sort of just because I've written the recipe, it doesn't mean it has to be that. You can just change that bit out and make sure you put the calories in, right? But these are for you. If you can, again, with all your experimentation and, and testing your chefing and kitchen skills, just try some things. Just put it all in one pan, see what happens to it. Pull it out the oven. Um, generally speaking, things won't take that long to cook. Um, if you're going a lot more veg focused and it's sort of like uh, delicate veg salmon might be quite a nice accompaniment to it because salmon doesn't take that long it takes like 20 minutes whereas chicken might take a little bit longer and things like that right uh, like I say you've got all those anyway um, I'm sure you guys have got a section in your lab or wherever James keeps his his thing um, about my fitness power creations it's really easy even the recipes I've given you, once you've made them once, just put them all into MyFitnessPal, call them the name they are or whatever name you want. Um, you will have your own amounts of calories per day and all the weights you're allowed for it. And then you can just quickly add it. So you just have a couple of back pocket recipes that you can go to week in, week out that are gonna get you out of trouble. Um, and that's all I do really with the examples I've given previously, right? I don't. Sometimes I try and create some things from scratch. Other times I just make sure that I have my back pocket recipes that I can quickly rustle up, right? Nobody wants to look like Alan from The Hangover in bed at night, 
wondering how many calories you've eaten in the day, right? It's not ideal. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, snacking and protein targets. Now, I think with every snack, um, generally speaking, it's higher carb than protein. But there are some little tricks that you can have. Um, boiled eggs are great. I've seen the co-op do them uh, at the moment. Um, just a nice little thing to have on the go. If you add some salt and pepper, like I say, it stops it being so eggy, which is half decent. Um, mackerel and sardine tins. Um, you can find them in the tinned section in supermarkets. There was even a katsu curry version of it, um, which is just quite nice to just eat out of the tin. Beware, some of them are very high in calorie, even though the name suggests that they might not be. Um, so that's just something to look out for, but they're really, really good to just help your protein targets. Um, obviously protein bars, but I'm sure James might agree with me on this. Um, if you're trying to have a protein bar or a healthy bar as an alternative to eating a chocolate bar, you might as well just have the chocolate bar in the first place because it probably isn't going to fit the bill. Um, none of them taste as good as the thing that you're trying to avoid. So if you can make it work, just make it work with the first one instead of eating double the amount of calories, right? The other thing with snacking as well um, is, as I mentioned before with the vegetables, the little bags of veg you can buy in the supermarkets that are almost like one portion, they're really quick and easy to just munch on that question that was about long drives. They're really good, like baby corn, you can just munch on the go, carrot batons, things like that. Um, even if you're caught short, I think McDonald's have um, carrot batons in a little bag that you can buy if you needed something. Um, I know we have some really great service stations, but generally speaking, everything that you can snack on in the car is all beige. It's all one color. All the stuff that you really want, you either have to cook it or it's so hellishly expensive, you don't ever think it's worth, <laughs> worth what you're going to pay for it, right? Um, this is something that it may seem really, really stupid, right? But smart and efficient shopping, as I mentioned way at the beginning with regards to straying off plan, your eyes deceiving you, smells in kicking around, have a list, plan your food out for the next few days. Um, it will help no end, right? Um, like I say, if you do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing, your shopping list doesn't even have to be that eclectic doesn't have to have that much on it. You can just buy more of the same thing, cook more of it all, and you've got your food for the entire week, right? Um, but write a list, go off that, try not to stray, make sure that you know what you're eating. Otherwise it's uh, trying to stand in front of ingredients, hoping for inspiration isn't going to help, right? Like I said, I've been doing this a fair amount of time. It takes a while to be able to come up with something um, just off the cuff, right? So that's my tip on that. Um, I know it's, it might seem uh, probably should change the analogy, but uh, I don't want to teach anybody to suck eggs, right? It's um, I have to use food analogies. It's, it's, it's a webinar about food. Um, but yeah, the, the most basic ones, sometimes you just kind of lose sight of maybe, it might maybe just light bulb moments through this whole thing, um, even if you haven't heard of stuff before. So that's kind of wrapping up a bit of quick fire meal prep top tips and tricks. Um, like I say, there is a PDF to follow um, with recipes and all that kind of stuff on it. 
Does anybody have any questions? I see the chat's at 21 now. So hopefully um, there's not, haven't missed any questions. Um, digital thermometer, yeah. Cool. Nice. Chat kicking off there with some with good tips and tricks on that as well. Um, so what about drinks? Any to steer clear of? When you say drinks, Jono, do you mean um, like alcoholic drinks or do you mean juices, smoothies, soft drinks? Um, ultimately, it's, it, your goal will dictate that. I, as a general rule, I don't drink my calories, right? Um, I, I'm going to contradict myself. I have started to because I'm fasting until about 12. And then I go to the gym and I take a smoothie, homemade smoothie on the way. Um, but yeah, I just go zero cow drinks all day long. It's, it's, um, uh, I've completely lost the, the thing I was going to try and say, but there's no point in avoiding a diet drink if your normal go-to was a full fat one, right? Um, so yeah, 100%, I, I reckon that's, for ultimate health, obviously long-term, a diet drink isn't going to be that great for you, but if it helps you to stop eating something sweet, then it hits the spot, uh, 100%. Cordial is great, yeah. Uh, real limes as, as well are really good in water, if you just want a bit of different, if you're a bit bored of water, um, squeeze the lime in. Uh, any other questions? I'm any tips and tricks or hacks you could suggest? Um, not that I'm that uh in tune with T1D. Um, you'll obviously have your own um things that you can and can't eat. Um, I can't remember which one it was for, but I know grapes are really, really high in sugar, so they're things that you probably have to avoid. Um, I would just try and pick a rule for yourself that helps you to stay with like an insulin even keel, if that makes sense. Um, so you you might be like eating little and often rather than bigger meals to stop having slumps and then craving things. Um, one thing I will say is I don't actually believe that the human brain can distinguish the difference between tiredness and hunger. I think your everybody's go-to when you're tired is just to eat calories. And we just know that we can get energy from calories and food. So um olives a great snack yeah nuts yeah nuts be careful with nuts uh, the only tip for that is they uh hugely high in calories um any other questions guys fire away if you need like i say i've got the pdf i'm going to pull that up now so that um i know james has it um but any other questions, pop them in. Don't be shy. Have we covered all the, the ones I sent over, mate? I can't, I can't remember what they were. Uh, hi, oh, hang on. Yeah, I can do them. Uh, so high protein, uh, veggie, no eggs. My tip on that would be things like garden peas are um, a very high in protein. You'll find that there's a lot of veg that has quite high protein levels. The problem you'll find is, try, is is being veggie and not being able to eat lean meat is everything, every choice you have is going to come with carbs. 
So even something you might have seen the graphic on social media that um, uh, black beans are a higher uh, protein per gram than steak. Yes, but they come with a lot of carbs with them as well. Therefore, like the way up of them, you'll end up eating more calories with the beans, right? Um, but yeah, peas, beans, adami beans, all that kind of stuff. Beans, le uh, legumes, whatever the hell it is, uh, quinoa, couscous, things like that. They're going to have added protein rather than just being um, just being carbs, right? So swapping out bread and pastas for quinoa, couscous and things like that. That's going to help you on that one. Um, 10 minute lunches, my absolute go to at the moment. And I'm going to be recording a reel on it. So look out on my socials. Um, it's a five minute meal. It's um, the Swede carrot mash. And you can buy that from Sainsbury's. I think you can even buy it from Aldi. Heat that up for five, uh, four minutes in the microwave. Get a couple of the little bags of veg. They go in the microwave for a minute. Pre-cooked turkey. Sprinkle it over the top. Bit of mustard over the top. And you've got a meal in sub five minutes. Um, so you're welcome for that one. Um, but I like to use little tricks like that. I can, I add um, what I mentioned a moment ago, like the katsu curry sardines. I add those to um, the, the mash as well, or just a couple of bits of side veg, those bag veg, or the frozen veg, roast that down, and I add uh, my protein element to it. And most of it comes in at sub 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be that fancy as long as we get some flavoring in there we're going to be good um on track while cooking for the family um use my seasoning tip on that one um so the seasonings at the top you like i say you can add them afterwards or just if it's the kids or somebody who doesn't like a certain flavor you can just move their meal or portion to the side and then just carry on with your cooking um that's my golden one tip on that like yes you know everybody's um living situation is different some people might not like certain things so with that just remove their bit and just carry on with yours um don't sort of jeopardize yourself everybody should be on the same page somewhat i know much younger kids might be a bit of more of a problem but um yeah um bulk cook no boring meals as I said, I think we covered that question, just always cook more. So if you enjoy the example earlier, like spag bol or chili con carne, just, just cook more of them. Um, I'll get to those couple of questions in a moment. Um, low calorie desserts. Don't ever underestimate a meringue. Honestly, probably the best 50 calories you can ever eat. Um, a little uh, pot of yogurt with a meringue over the top and some frozen berries or frozen fruit. It's just like an eaten mess. Um, it almost kind of like tastes like you're eating cream. Uh, it's almost no different. Um, so I, that would be my um, decadent low calorie dessert. Um, you can also fry off veg as well, um, fry off frozen fruit and it tastes really, really good. It kind of makes its own juice. You can do it with peaches and blueberries, mango, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just kind of like manipulating that somewhat. Um, other questions, sauces taste good without the shit. Um, use my, again, use my flavorings, use my seasonings, tomato sauce, um, bases are quite good. Chopped tomatoes, passata, things like that. 
you can add those seasonings in. So you can add a fajita to it. You can add Chinese fire spice to it. You can add barbecue to it, tomato and herb to it. And once you've done it yourself, you can then just pop it into the freezer and then you've got like a little sauce for everything. The other sauce I would actually use if you can stop yourself from eating the entire thing is the light Dormillo lasagna cheese sauce. So if you like things a bit cheesier and creamier, um, you can just use that as a bit of a, a sauce to top over. Um, pasta sauces. Yeah, just make your own. Yeah. My, my go-to with any like pasta sauce is um, like a tomato passata. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you want it to be a bit thicker, just add puree to it. That's the way to thicken the sauce. Um, and we've done the on-the-go things. Just, just take your own food with you. Um, there are going to be things you're going to have to just sort of like overcome. Um, and unless you have some massively high-end SUV 4x4 thing that has a microwave in the boot, you're probably going to have to eat your food cold. Um, so you'll have to just pick some options that work best for that. My couscous base that I've given you in that PDF is very, very good cold. Um, so that's just another option. I think when you think about it, no, if you know that the food is going to be cold, it's easier to get your head around, right? So even something like lasagna, yes, it's going to be better hot, but it's also equally as good cold, but it's just a mindset thing. Um, or a big thermos. Yeah, that would keep soups. Certainly soups are, are like a really good go-to. Um, not suggesting necessarily downing a soup cold, not my personal preference, but a big thermos would 100% do that. Um, or just turn the heating up or a heated seat and just let rest it on that. <laughs> Don't advocate that. That's just, that is a joke. It might work. Um, so best cheapo chef knife, uh, TK Maxx. Um, they do really good cheap ones. Um, it just needs to be sharp. Sharp will help you to, to speed up your cooking, your prep. If you work out and lose 300 calories, does it mean that you can technically eat 300? Uh, James is probably the best person to, uh, to consult you on that, but ultimately the deficit he gives you, if he is giving you a deficit, just stick with that. Don't try and um, replace it with food. Um, without his sort of like consultation almost um 100 on that the exercise you do is on top of the calories that you're eating is something different um intuitive eating um it has its place um if you're very very good with how many calories and you don't mind being alan from the hangover and seeing calories pass past your eyes it's way easier to track it it's less mental energy it's less mindset space um unless you've been doing it for a very long time it's fucking hard to do pardon my french really is um you'd be shocked seriously shocked um at how many calories are in certain foods that you just think oh that'd be all right uh, like an almond croissant uh, where did i used to get an almond croissant from um i think it was carluccio's something like that 600 calories for an almond croissant with the, with the, the proper one the one with the stuff um the almond uh, sort of paste inside, 600 calories. And I was just eating one of them on the way to work when I used to work in London. Um, yeah, if you're intuitive eating and you think that's okay, you'd have completely ruined your calories for the day, for example. Um, uh, any other questions? Meal prep and nutrition is the hardest part of dieting. Of course, 100%. Uh, if you can get around that, uh, the meal prep and nutrition, 
And just like I say, that meal prep side of things, cooking more, that will help. Um, obviously, portion control will come next and not eat the whole entire thing in one sitting. Um, but some back pocket recipes that you can just turn to that you just know are quick, easy and within your calorie limit, that's going to help you no end. Right. Um, so you can kind of like, for example, myself. Um, so I live with my wife. Um, when I do scrambled eggs, I do six for me, three for her. And I remove, uh, I think, six yolks or I just use egg whites. And then I just know that two thirds is mine. One third is hers. So and, and I just that's just my go to now. I don't even need to track it. I know roughly how many calories it is. Um, cool, cool, cool. Open eyes. Pleased to hear it. Um, co-op as well. And I didn't realize this the other day, right? Co-op is um, convenience food. It's always way more expensive in co-op. So if you are relying on the co-op, just do your shop in Sainsbury's or Aldi or Lidl. Or, I mean, you could probably even do your shopping in Marks and Spencer's and it would probably be the same price as the co-op. Um, but 100%, you'll actually feel better as well. If you can get more veg in your diet, rather than just buying pre-made food, you'll feel a whole lot better. Trust me. Um, been there, done that, got that t-shirt. Um, just do it differently. Yeah, 100%. Another little rule on that as well that will also help with gut health is if you have chicken one week, swap it for turkey the other and just cook it exactly the same way. Same thing for... I don't know, something like a sugar snap pea versus monge too, just swap them. So just make um, little alternatives um, week on week to make sure that you're not just eating the same food all the time. If you have room uh, for a big freezer, it's a game changer. Yeah, easy. The, the, Henry, the challenge with a big freezer is making sure that you get your food out the freezer so that it's defrosted in time ready to eat. <laughs> um, forgetting is not ideal. Business idea. Here we go. Bring back the meal prep company. <laughs> um, does anybody have any other questions um, apart from Henry renting out space in his freezer? If you've got any questions, guys, just pop them in the chat or if you want to come on and ask anything quickly, don't want to keep you all too long tonight. I'll just give you 30 seconds or so. I'm going to, while I'm waiting, I'm going to, how much do you bench, bro? I hate bench press. I hate it. Can't stand it. Healthy pizza recipe. Um, I will talk to James and I might flick my in-house chef fake away over to you for free. Um, I'll just, I might slide that across. Um, but yeah, um, the, as, a, as a little tip for that, just if any, um, anything tastes like pizza, if you can get tomato on it, cheese on it and mixed herbs or basil, basically anything's going to taste like pizza you can turn a slice of bread into pizza that way and it's not going to be papa jono i have got a good memory I'm bringing it back in i should be a comedian <laughs> your go-to dirty takeaway uh probably pizza to be fair although recently i've had a couple of different indian takeaways and i've even completely diverted from the ones that are covered in oil to a way cleaner one. It's probably double the price, but it doesn't make me feel like shit. Um, but that is a great shout as well. Chicken, chicken sheesh kebab. Yeah, 100%. Just no chips. Any more questions, guys? We're all good. What I need you to do before we go 
if everyone can get the phones out, take a quick snapshot of your screen or screenshot from your phone. Um, and I need you to share it on your social media. So obviously tag Johnny, which is at uh, the coach's chef. Yeah. And obviously don't forget to tag myself and Henry in there as well. Um, and before we all go, can everybody please put in their biggest takeaway, excuse the pun, um, in the box <laughs> with what you have learned and what you're going to take away and implement from your next couple of meals. So if we can all do that, guys. So just take a screenshot, make sure we tag um, everybody afterwards and just put in your biggest takeaways in the box and thank Johnny for everything that he has done for us tonight. I'm thank you for having me. After this. Where are you going? I've got tacos to make. Tacos, oh, lush. It's not Tuesday. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> pub, pub night on Tuesday. Right, I've sent you that on IG, brother. Um, Thanks, mate. With our latest chat. So um, if you've got any problems with it, by the way, just let me know. Um, I was having some issues, but hopefully everybody should have access. No, perfect, mate. Um, and you've recorded it, haven't you? If you just send me the link or whatever. I have. It says it's recorded to the cloud. So with any luck. Um, I've, I've had this before and it's just gone. Oh, have you? Yeah, so I, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're all right. Yeah. Okay, cool. We've got some good shares here. Um, we're going to the restaurant, pick single, uh, single ingredient foods, add two veg. Going to start swapping up the meats and vegetables each week because you usually have the same stuff. Cook extra over the three days was the biggest takeaway for me. Start losing weight for once and enjoy it. Uh, going to give Ramsey run for his money now. Um, whole thing was enlightening, making meal desirable uh, around the world cooking. Cheers, Johnny. Really helpful stuff. Cheers, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Two veg to everything. Add your protein. Have a glorious week. So, yeah, no, it's been brilliant, mate, for having you on. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, definitely want to speak to you about the other thing that you've mentioned before as well, um, yeah. potentially doing that in the future. Uh, reminder of the Instagram, so it's at the coach's chef. Yeah. I'll, I'll just type it in so you can, if you... There you go. All one word. Don't forget your at sign as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yours, yours almost halfway. Um, thanks, yeah. Thanks everyone for coming along. Um, I'm going to put this up in the group when it is edited and ready to go. Um, so anyone that's missed out, please make sure we catch up. So I'm going to be checking up with those. Um, I'm going to hang around five ten minutes afterwards when Johnny is gone. If there's any people that want to catch up, ask any questions, that kind of thing. But apart from that, guys, um, yeah, have a good evening. And thank you all for coming. Johnny, I'll drop you a message um, either tonight or in the morning, mate, and I'll, I'll get that off you. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks. Thanks for your time, mate. And, um, no problem. Yeah, thank you. Evening, mate. See you later, guys. Thank you so Good, much. Mate. Catch you then.